my name is Jennifer Kronk from the Assist Learning Podcast. I'm a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Make sure you check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com and get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one. This is Shooks and GIF, episode nine. In this episode, we talk about things that are trending, yet another way to force copy, a new AI tool from Google, a new feature in Google Photos, a pair of tools to keep you up to date, and a bonus. Welcome to Shooks and GIF, the podcast where we share edtech treasures we love. Each week, we'll share a tool, podcast, tip, or trick with you, our listeners. We are your hosts, Kim Polishuk and Jen Giffen. Let's give it a go. Hi, Kim. Hey, Jen. Uh, how do mountains see? I don't know how do mountains see, Jen. They peak. They peak. <laughs> they peak. It's funny. It's funny. So, happy Mother's Day, belated. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day to you, too. Thank you. Did you have a good weekend? I really did. I had a really good weekend, yeah. yeah. I worked in my garden a lot, and that's one of my loves. That's good. Yeah. How about you? We went to Wonderland and yeah. even though Canada's Wonderland is a, um, who's an it amusement owned by? park. It's owned by, um, Cedar Point. I don't know anymore. I, I used to, to work there when I was a kid. Oh, interesting. Anyway, kids. it's, it's very close to our home and we, we, we've said we're going to go together with our kids. Yes. It's the same age. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. I told them we should, we should broadcast live. Oh God. Canada's Wonderland. So there were a lot of things that are new. There's a lot of new. There's, things. there's a lot of new. There's a lot of new this week. There and, is. And and two things we're pretty sure uh, have exploded in the Twitterverse and online. So we, we're not. Yeah, Another podcast. Yeah, we're not going to spend too much time talking about them, other than mentioning them and saying we will include some tutorials or further information on them in the show notes, yeah, which can be reached at bit.ly slash shoots and gif. That is correct. So the first one that's incredible that I have been waiting for for uh, uh, quite a while is the moment they introduced Google Expeditions, yeah. everybody wanted to know how can we create these on our own yeah. and that is now possible with, with Google Tour Creator. Uh, we can now create our own version of Expeditions. It is such a powerful tool to put in the hands of our students, yeah. content creation. I'm really excited to use it from some projects that we're working on. Yeah. I know that some of our friends have already created some samples. So in our show notes, you can take a look at a couple of tutorials, one by Andrew Caffrey. He did a written tutorial in a blog post, which is wonderful. <laughs> and of course, Richard Byrne put out a, a video tutorial almost three minutes after it was released, probably. I think it was even closer to two minutes. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> he's, so he's there's, crazy incredible. <laughs> there's a couple of resources in the show notes that you can use to dig deeper into Google's tour creator. What about you? So I also had something blow up my Twitter, as I'm sure you did. I did. Um, Google Forms got some new features. Yes. And did. our friend, Chris, Chris Webb, was one of the people uh, who was quoted in it. So I actually haven't delved into this, to be perfectly honest. I don't know what these are, but I know that like it it predicts what an answer might be. I, I haven't, haven't looked because I, I fully thought you were going to share it. I, I thought you were going to share it. So I did not dive okay. into it. So shoes and gifts all about sharing, but not learning for us. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to look at it tonight, but I have put um, the link to what I'm going to read. And that was what Google released 
um, on their, on their, I think it was on their keyword blog. Yes. And we also linked in Chris Webb's Twitter handle. Uh, he's a friend of ours and he did some, I think some pilot work with these tools, which yeah. is wonderful. And so he's quoted in the article, go Chris. Yeah. He's very knowledgeable. He taught us how to use awesome tables. He taught you how to use awesome tables and you are still trying to teach me how to use awesome tables. <laughs> this is the problem when you work closely with someone. I don't need to learn it because she knows. That's good. It's easy. You'll be able to pick it up. I'll, maybe I should talk awesome table one day. I'll add it to the list. You should. Okay. What's your aha? What do you want to share? First one. I would like to share something that Eric Kurtz wrote a blog about. I love him. I know. You love Eric Kurtz. Really we all do. love He's Eric Kurtz. He's the nicest guy. Uh, he blogged about this a little while ago. Yeah, and six months ago. Yeah. A little while. Yeah. It was a while ago. So. We have the ability to make a copy of a file. Yes. So let's say you're going to make a copy of a Google Doc. But sometimes we have comments in that Google Doc that are really informative, that maybe they're not just feedback comments, but maybe they're instructions or something. Yeah. You're using the comment tool as an opportunity to give the person you've shared this document with instructions. Yeah. So you go to make great, a copy of it. for teaching because yes. if you have a template of some sort and you want kids to do, you know, A through F on that, yes. it doesn't have to be embedded in case they forget to erase it. It's just the comments on yes. the side. It doesn't, yeah. And it also makes for a nice to-do list because when they followed your instructions, they can click resolve, resolve. Resolve, resolve, exactly. So the issue was a while ago, when you would make a copy of this document, the comments couldn't go with it. Right. Now they can. Yay! When you go file, make a copy, there are two boxes at the bottom that say share it with the same people. Mm -hmm. And the second one says copy comments and suggestions, yeah. which is fantastic. So now we can make a copy of something. I know we do this a lot on our team. We, do it a lot. we have some master templates and we use those comments as uh, to-do lists of things that we need to do. Yeah, like we, have, we have a newsletter that yeah. we put out and different people are in charge of the newsletter and to be sure we have consistency we have the comments and don't forget to do this don't forget to do that and we can add comments to it as as that template evolves yes but the problem was when you force copy something there was no ability to force copy something with the comments right. but eric wrote a really great blog post with a hack for how to get that done and we're going to attach that link in the show notes and it has so he goes through all the steps about how you can make a copy and tell people to copy the comments with it but he also breaks down how you can hack that url and tweak the end of it so that when you create that forced copy url link it will also pull the comments in with it now it won't be that pretty one the slash template slash preview no but it will be able to allow you to force copy something with those comments in it. I wonder if you could hack even more than that. Eric, if you're listening, yeah. could you, we should, we should fiddle around with this. I'm wondering, cause he just says, you know, replace it with copy question mark, copy what if comments, English, or what if you put at the end of that one, preview. template preview. I wonder, we'll, we'll, we'll play with that. We'll play with that. Yeah. So that was a neat bit of learning. I thought people would find that useful. I hope they will. I think it's good. How about you? So the first one I think that I want to share is um, going to be Google, a new Google AI thing called Talk to Books. We'll continue on our love for Eric because he shared this in his last newsletter. Oh. And the English teacher in me loved this. So it's an AI Oh, maybe I did hear program. about this. Jen asked me before we started, she's like, have you seen this? I said, no. And she started to tell me. And I said, no, don't tell me. Tell yeah. me on air. But I, I think I may have heard so this. So what they say is in Talk to Books, when you type a question or statement, the model looks at every sentence over 100,000 books to find a response that would mostly, most likely come in next in the conversation. So the response sentence is shown in bold and in, in what they... Um, the screenshot that they've shared here. But let's say I, you know, before this, we were talking about Mother's Day before we went on air and Kim and I were just talking about how hard being a parent can be. So let's say in 
in, if you go to talk to books, so it's books.google.com slash talk to books. If I type in why is parenting so difficult and I type that in and I hit go, what happens is they pull out different passages from books that ah. might be the response. So the first one that came up was sometimes parents are looking for background information to help them understand their child better. And sometimes they're simply looking for advice on handle situations occurring right now. Yes, yes, that is true. And then it, and then it tells you where it's from, who was written by, et cetera, et cetera. And I found this really interesting because you might have questions, you might be looking for resources. So I do this a lot in Amazon. I'll say, okay, I want a book that's about this but I can't really search. I think this is a really neat way to find books on a topic because you can sort of start that conversation and it tells you where the books are or what the books are and, and gives you an idea so that when you go to search, you might have some a way to refine that search. That's interesting. I also think it might give you good quotes. So if students were doing any kind of research into let's say parenting, they might find quotes here and then be able to find secondary resources that they could go in and they could search up. That's not just typing a, a topic it actually types a question and as these come in i'm sure it'll be like quick draw and easy draw and all those yeah. google tools that yeah. were ai um it'll it'll create a database i think that's going to become more and more rich and do you so, have to do you have to ask it in the form of a question i don't think so do you have anything like what are you thinking about um let's do like flexible seating in a classroom what did it come up with your seating plan ensures that the restless or difficult children at the front are close to your chair like kind of does it yeah. it doesn't seem okay. to be a question so it doesn't no. have to be in the question no it could just be a statement or a question and they actually give you um on their page they're all they are all questions here so how can i stop thinking and fall asleep is one of them what's fun about computer programming my answer is what's not um, <laughs> and i will so soon find out you because will, you i will. too just registered for alice's course wait. inspired by you thank my you. friend thank you that's so nice so yeah it's talk to books i think it's it's really in the grassroots kind of is that even the right expression? He's like, it's in it's the beginning. It's, it's really in the beginning. I, mean, I, I don't know if it's I beta. No, it doesn't say beta, but it's in its infancy. It, it's the infancy. That's the good word. That's what I'm looking for. And I just think there there could be a lot of potential. I think it looks really neat. But I like cool. books. You do like books. I do. Okay, you're up, Shooks. What you got? A few weeks ago, I was chatting with our friend Jeff Humphreys. Shark tooth. She, the shark tooth. <laughs> Uh, he he himself is not a shark tooth, just so everybody's clear about that. <laughs> I'm totally going to call him shark tooth from now on. <laughs> he's the one that told us to call that drop down arrow the shark tooth. And he's the one that we, I think, reference on every episode. Yeah. Except last episode. Sorry, Jeff. Yeah, he does. He gets so much love here. So Jeff showed me something and I was kind of half paying attention and I kind of was half not paying attention. Right. And then Google released uh, an announcement about this tool called Google Lens. And it seemed very familiar to me. I thought, oh, this is really cool. And then I messaged him and said, is this what you were showing me two weeks yeah. ago? He said, yes, this yeah. is what it was. So I, I quite like this tool. Let me explain what it is. Google Lens, it's not an app unto itself. It is a feature within Google Photos. So I want you to picture this. You have a PDF uh, or a, a piece of paper, a piece of paper sitting on your desk. Imagine. Or, yeah, imagine. Or like you said earlier, Jen, um, your students have work you're doing a gallery walk and the mm -hmm. and the work is all posted around the room yeah if a student takes out a device a phone and snaps a picture or a tablet or a tablet and snaps a picture of that piece of paper with text on it and then opens up the photos app and clicks on google lens the first thing that will happen is it gets all sparkly 
Yeah, it looks it's, fun. It, like, if looks nothing stars, else, use it for that. It gets so sparkly. It looks like stars are exploding everywhere. It it's really pretty. It's like the and beginning I, of a really cool pop video. Yeah. And what it's doing, uh, I'm sure somebody can explain this in a more technical way, but it's it's really uh, connecting to all the, the points in the picture. That's right. It's internalizing it somehow. I don't know how to explain it more. Yeah, it, it activates the optical character recognition. The OCR, I think, is what it she does. She cheated. She Googled it. I did, just well, so you know. I know. She did not know that. She Googled it. I knew OCR, but I couldn't remember. Uh, I knew it was optical, and then I couldn't remember okay. the R. I knew it was optical. So it's character. activating that? Yeah, I, I think so. Okay. But I, what do we know? Wow. Shooks and kids. Who knows? So it's doing that, and then what it allows you to do is select the text, copy it, and then open up a Google Doc or notes even yeah. and paste Keep. in that yeah Google Keep and paste in the text it becomes editable text yeah, that you can awesome. then manipulate so think about if you have a short story on your desk or an article on your desk you take a quick picture of it because the kids want to interact with it digitally yeah. so they snap that picture they open Google Lens the OCR activates yeah. you copy the text paste it into Google Keep Note, a Google Doc, and now they can manipulate the text. They can shift words around, they can define words, they can copy and paste, move things around. And the searchable aspect of it, the fact that when yeah. you copy it, I'm thinking even if you have a picture already that you open, let's say someone, I'm gonna go back to my book example, is reading a book, and you're like, oh, what's that? Open lens, copy the, the name of the book, and then do a Google search and actually find how to find that book. Nice. Right? Nice. So I like that tool. Uh, Google Lens feature within Google Photos. It is pretty cool. Thanks, yeah. Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. You got another one? Last one. Okay, and it's, a, it's kind of a twofer because I use them a little bit in conjunction. So driving into work this morning, as I do all Monday mornings, I was listening to the Google Teacher Tribe. Hi, yep. Matt and Casey. And uh, Casey had mentioned something. I, I think she was actually, they were talking about Google Forms and all the new things. She said, okay. oh yeah, it was all over my nuzzle. And I laughed and I understood what she meant, but then I had this moment of, I wonder if everyone knows what she's talking about. Um, I use Nuzzle all the time. So Nuzzle is, um, just so you're clear, a way to curate news. It's a, they call it a personalized news discovery and curated newsletters, which is great. But when you sign up, you link your social media accounts and then you say, email me at a certain point in the day. So every morning at 7 a.m., I get an email from Nuzzle, and in that I have the top five stories trending on my Twitter. Okay. I have the top three stories of friends of friends on Twitter, so you can make new connections, grow your PLN, and then the top story from one person I follow on Twitter. Oh. Do you determine who that one nope, person is? Nope. It's just randomly with their algorithm, it, it comes through to me. So sometimes oh. it's people who are following things that I wouldn't even think about following. So I actually click through on that last one a lot oh. because I find that my first five are are often the same. Like when the new forms came out, like four of the five were all about forms and different ways that people were sharing them, yeah. they blocked about them or whatnot. But what I love is when you have those days, you don't feel like people will tell me, oh, Twitter, there's just so much going on. I don't know how to you follow You feel it. like you're falling behind. Yeah, you feel like this is the perfect way to do that. This tells you, this is what people are talking about. It shows you how many of your friends have tweeted that, who it was that tweeted it. So you can sort of keep up and, and see. It's a nice management tool for your social media. Is it specific, sorry, it's specific to Twitter? No, I think it uses other ones too. I only use it for Twitter. You, okay. can, you can link your Facebook and your LinkedIn. Okay. Um, but I don't use Facebook a lot professionally, so I just use my Twitter. Um, you can also get alerts. So if something you can say, if, if uh, like nine of my friends have tweeted this, send me an email right away to keep you like on the ball about it. Yeah. Um, and you can create your own newsletters. So if you want to send out digital newsletters on a specific content, it will create it for you with just a few clicks and say, okay, when you, whatever you do, like I know uh, Jordan Irwin 
Yeah. Um, I got an email this morning um, that had one of hers in it, which I thought was kind of neat. Um, and then I use it because often I'll like first thing in the morning, it's crazy and there's the kids running everywhere. So I'll look at them really quickly, click the links to open them. And then I put it in my pocket. And that's the second app I want to talk about. And the pocket app is used on all devices and it syncs to the cloud, which I love. And if I'm on my computer and I have the Chrome extension, if I've opened something from Nuzzle, an article, I hit the little pocket extension app and it saves it literally to quote my pocket. And then later when I go to the pocket website or on the pocket apps, anything I've saved is there. So for me, this is beautiful because when I see something, if we're in a meeting, I'm like, oh, I want to, you know, look at that later. If I'm working with a class and I'm, I, or a group of teachers, I can do that. Um, I really love that I can go back and because every time you've read it, there's a little check mark or there's a little trash can. So it manages it for you. If you hit the check mark, it'll disappear off your queue. So then I know my reading list. Now I usually take the iPad to bed at night, and um, when I want, when I feel that my queue is getting really long, I don't generally like I don't take my phone to bed. It actually, you know, this it yes, stays downstairs. Bugs me because um, I try to text her. <laughs> but I'm like, sorry, I was in bed. But that was anyway. It doesn't matter why I don't do that for a, a variety of reasons. I don't. Um, but the odd time, if I'm realizing that my pocket queue is getting really long, I'll take that up and I'll read off um, the iPad, and it saved me a few times. I'm like, oh, I read something about that and because it was in my pocket. Instead of erasing them, I just hit the check mark, and it archives it for me, so I can go back. So you don't lose them never so I can go back through all of the um, articles I've ever pocketed and then like checked off and they'd all be there so if you're like oh I read that like a year ago on that reminds me yes. okay when you're done I might have one more share okay sure um, and that's basically it I you can also there's also a tab on pocket that says you know recommended based on your past searches which I love and most of all I use it when I'm standing in line somewhere if I have those like little wasted moments that I'm just you know in line at the grocery store or whatnot and I'm like oh I could read that article right now at least I have them there I don't need to go searching because oh, where it's all was in that? the cloud so it's wherever you are all in the cloud so I really like pocket and I really I like nuzzle to keep me informed and I like pocket to let me put it in a pocket until I have time to do it I, I for me they're efficiency tools very nice mm -hmm. so when you said that piece about you, you save it for later it, it helps you stay organized, yeah. it saves it for later. It reminded me of if this, then that. I was gonna say, you're gonna talk about the if, aren't you? I, yeah, I, I love it so much. I know. So if this, then that, IFTTT, is a website or an app that you can use to help you stay efficient. Yes. So I know a lot of people use this where they say, I really don't want to post to Twitter and then Facebook and then Instagram, I have to do all, and then my blog. One of my favorite spaces. ones is that you can post a picture to Instagram and instead of it just going on a link as Twitter, it embeds the photo in Twitter instead of that link, yeah. which I adore. So what it does is you sign up for this account and you find all these different recipes. And one of these recipes allows you to, if I tweet, mm -hmm. archive my tweet into a Google Sheet in my account. So you showed me this. So yeah. every single tweet that I make, retweet or tweet, yeah. It will archive it into a Google Sheet. Yes. So if I want to search for my tweets, Huge. I open up that sheet, which saves in a Twitter folder on my Google Drive. Yep. I can just search for any hashtag that I know I used or any word that I may have used or a person's name that I may have tagged, and it will pull up all of those tweets that have that in there. It's a wonderful way I love it. to archive your own tweets outside of Twitter in a place that's easily accessible and searchable. And someone, I, uh, not someone, I've had a few people go, you tweet a lot. And I'm like, I do. And it's a little bit selfish. I'm telling you, if I see something, I like it. I do want to put it out for, you know, the, my tail end to yeah. share. But a lot of times like, I'm going to need this, but not, I, I don't have the mental capacity right now to absorb it. And I, I do just that command F, find it in my spreadsheet. It's beautiful. Now recently something happened. There was a glitch in mine and oh. I thought I'd lost it, but it started a second sheet. So I don't know if I hit too many 
like if there's only a certain number you're allowed to have on but I was oh. like oh I'm like I haven't done anything for a month I needed that and then I found another one so okay good I, it, I don't know if it was a glitch in the time but it also allows you to do it if you like a tweet oh yeah there, that there's, my recipe? there's another there's another there's recipe another that recipe. does that yeah that I like one both. I really need yeah because I will like a gazillion tweets because I'll think oh I could use that later and then searching through oh there it is there archive is. tweets Archive tweets you like to a Google spreadsheet. Yeah, I'll put the links in the show notes. That is a great one. So if you are interested in, again, efficiency, because we are lazy people. Lazy, so lazy. <laughs> uh, take a look at If This Then That, so that if you have a Twitter and an Instagram and a LinkedIn and a Facebook account, and you only want to send something out once, you can set it up with a recipe that says, if I tweet, or if I do a blog post, could you please also automatically send it out to all these other places so you only have to do it once? Yeah, and don't think you have to write these recipes on your own. No. That's the beautiful thing. You go in. Other people write them. Yeah, you link to your account and then you turn them on and within an hour or so they, they get going. There's a ton of them. Like there's, oh yeah, it's a little bit overwhelming when you start, but if you go in with a purpose and then you get used to it, you'll, you'll be able to find some more. They're, and then you'll really find great. some that you didn't even know you wanted, <laughs> what you can't live without. Who knew I needed that? Yeah. So that was my bonus share. I like bonus shares. And now we have a share from our audience. Let's throw it over to Anita Gledhill. Hi, this is Anita Gledhill calling from the Peel District School Board in Ontario. I'm referring to a podcast from a couple times ago, and your podcasts are great so far, by the way, uh, when you were talking about teleprompters. A teleprompter that I use with my students is in the TouchCast app. It's a free app. It's green screen capable, and it has lots of little features like sound effects and things like that, and it also has a teleprompter. I have my students create their script in Google Docs, and then they can copy and paste it into the teleprompter, and you can change the scrolling speed. In addition, the flip grid has a little sticky note so kids can keep notes for themselves while they're recording there. Thanks for listening. That's it for this week. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you think others might enjoy some of this learning, please give us a rating. Show notes for this and all episodes can be found at bit.ly forward slash shooks and gif. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash S-H-U K-E-S and G-I-F-F. As always, we would love to hear your ahas on the Anchor app or by tweeting at us using the hashtag shooks and gif, sending us an email or talking to us in real life. I'm Kim Polishuk, and I can be found on Twitter at Kim Polishuk. And I'm Jen Giffen, and I can be found at Virtual GIF with two Fs. Thanks for listening to Shooks and GIF. And as always, have an aha, give it a go. Shooks and GIF is a proud member of Voice Ed Radio. Your voice is right here. For more great content, go to voiceed.ca. <laughs> And that sounds terrible. <laughs> I thought right now. <laughs> <laughs> Can that be in an outtake or is it too bad for an outtake? <laughs> That's gone. Of course, Richard Byrne put out a video tutorial. He's so written, amazing. Did you hear what I said? A written tutorial? I know I said a written tutorial. Oh, a tutorial. It goes deeper. A tutorial. <laughs>